Blackboard both are tied with eight victories here since 1999. We go back into those archives. Now, you think about the history of the Superstock class. It actually, the roots go back all the way to the beginning. All the way to the beginning, uh, we got Superstock entries here. And sometimes we run a 5,500 class, a 7,500 class, a 9,500 class here at Sola. But in 1999, we did a division after.
Yeah, so there's nothing that says a diesel cannot enter and run in the open class. It just tells us that we can't run the open tractors in the diesel side. So uh, over the last few summers, we have seen that. Watched it be proven that, that they can be very competitive in the open class. And uh, this right here, we got a tractor that's now knocking on the door of a top three finish already with the 
Well, there's a couple things there, Alan. First and foremost, that is John Strickland sitting in the seat of that tractor. All the work on those tractors to get out here in and through from GNMS. They do that for Mr. Wells and, of course, Mr. Strickland here. But that's going to be the next three, four tractors. We're going to see just how strong that first place run was from James Easy as we go super stock forward there. Welcome to Beer Money Pulling Team. Sit down, shut up, and hang on. Welcome to Beer Money Pulling Team. Sit down, shut up, and hang on. of WPI World Pulling International Incorporated. The Sun Crest is here with us as well. Dave, thank you for taking a Monday night with us here. This is pretty exciting. So Thank you for coming and doing this. I'm, I'm really, really excited. Kind of nervous. Yeah, I am too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, tell yeah. me the story that where you went to high, what do you went to high school to be? This is the best way. Well, I was born and raised on the farm in a little town in Norwalk. Uh, my dad owned a tavern and a restaurant. Dad, mother in this town of 400 people. And they served chicken on Saturday night. Mother was the cook. And the most they ever sold on a Saturday night was 325 plates of chicken, but it cost a quarter. <laughs> and I have an ad in the basement I can show you. My ad in the local paper, a half a chicken, a drink, a homemade bun, homemade potato chips, coleslaw for a quarter. I love it. I love it. Charles, um, can you introduce everybody else who's on tonight for our panel? Do we have just you, Charles, or did Ryan or Cody or anybody jump on, Grant? Uh, Ryan is with us, and so far he's the only one besides me. And he just disappeared. He just disappeared? Okay, cool. Yep. Charles, have you ever sat in Dave Stryer's office before? I have not. I have not. I've only driven through Toma. You've only driven to Toma? Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Dave, again, thank you for doing this. Every Monday night, we interview pullers and promoters, and uh, this is very, very awesome that Chris asked us, you know, got permission to come out and do this at the interview like that. So we texted the pullers today, and uh, the last couple of days, Doug did, 
and we ask people like, hey, where could we, um, we're going to interview Dave, what are some questions you have? We kind of have them wrote down all here. So let's start with the history of Dave Schreier. Talk about, I want to know your beautiful wife, your family, kind of these, yeah. the stuff that not everybody knows about Dave. Well, like I said, when we got had before that I was born raised in a little town in Norwalk. Did you know that Dagan and her guy? Oh, yeah. 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 Did you, guys, were, you got any? Should we get into those stories right away, or should we save those? Well, their dad was an IH dealer right yep. away when uh, my dad worked for the John Deere dealership. At that Did time. you guys throw eggs at each other back then? <clears throat> was there like a rivalry like there is now? A little bit, yep. yeah. He was also the local marshal there, Leonard. And one time he was in a neighboring town having lunch with the other marshal in the little town of Wilton. He come out and all the wheels were off his squad car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. Oh, weird. <laughs> See, that's back when you could have fun stuff like that, you know, and then not, not, not have probation. Not have probation. But anyway, um, we farmed along with the tavern and the restaurant. We had a farm, milk cows. And I had a brother. My brother Dick, he's four years older than me, and a bro another brother that's younger, he's 10 years younger than me. And I had um, a brother that passed away at 17 of leukemia. They didn't know what that was back in the 40s, you know. Sure. And uh, three sisters, and then a little sister passed away when she was 16 months. But all my sisters are gone now. Anyway, uh, I went through grade school in Norwalk, then I went to I got talked into going to the seminary in the cross, <laughs> the cross awesome. seminary. Priest. It was, it was brand new then. Father Shriver. Father McCarthy came and talked to a couple of us in Des Moines. There was <clears throat> 65 of us in the freshman class, and seven of us graduated from high school out of the 65. One went on to be a priest, and then he later married a nun. <laughs> so anyway, is that a joke? Is that a real story, Dave? That's a real story. Okay, just checking. <laughs> that was a real story. This other part isn't real, real. But I told the uh, the, the the guy leading the the class there at the seminary, Monsignor Paul, which was later Bishop Paul. I told him that I really wanted to be a bishop. And he said, well, you got to wait for that. And so I left. So you left that. <laughs> Went into the John Deere business with my brother. Okay, so now that was already established. Your dad had it, right? No. 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 Okay. He worked for the John Deere dealer, but he never owned it. Gotcha. And then uh, my dad passed away suddenly at 59 in 1959. He was okay. 59 years old. And they treated him for a heart attack. From Friday night, we were working out in the field yet. And we rushed him to the hospital and started. They treated him for a heart attack. To Saturday afternoon, heart was beating good yet. They opened him up. It was all full of gangrene. He had acid reflux. He would call it today. Okay. Yeah. Died Sunday night. Oh. And uh, so my brother had been in the guards, and then <clears throat> I had been farming on my own. And then we decided to buy the John Deere dealership. What year would that have been? Purchase sixty-seven. I bought half the dealership for $32,842.79. What could 32000 get you today at John Deere? But it gets you, you a motor. buy a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> like a motor with a slum bar, right? Yeah. Wow. And we built that. Is that the real receipt? Yeah, that's the receipt. Right <laughs> that's awesome. What year? 
67? And this is when I went farming on my own when dad died. And this is where I bought the things to start farming for 15,000, off a guy, I rented his farm. Okay. And that's what I paid to get the cows and the machinery and so forth. And in 1968, Dick and I sold, this was 67. In, six, in 68, we sold 123 new tractors. So what model would that have been in 68? The 30s? The 30s. You know, 20s, just, you know, 40, 20s, 20s, 40, 20s, 40, 20. a lot of utilities, 10-20s, 20-20s, 15-20s, yeah, sold six of one big. <laughs> that was a good day. Anybody still around that you remember that bottom? Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. We were good driving down the road and I'll say to Christine, I sold that guy a 40-20, it had three front weights, two sets of wheel weights, new hydraulics, <laughs> differential lock. She said, what's his name? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like Rain Man. Dave, was it yeah. a gas or a diesel? Anyway, then. Go ahead, Charles. Ryan asked if it was gas or diesel. You probably know that. You remembered everything else. Was it gas, diesel, or propane? Gas or diesel. Mostly diesel. Mostly diesel. Yeah. Yeah, just about all diesels. You, Ryan, you had a question from somebody? Yeah, so we have a panel of guys watching oh, okay. at home. That's our moderators. And normally, I sit behind the computer with them, so I'm running blind. Well, they're kind of right back there if you want to see them there, Dave. Some of the little utilities might have been some games, like 10, 20, 15, 20. Yeah. So, Ryan, Ryan works for Tractor Zoom, and they do all kinds of data, and they put values on stuff, so he's geeking out right now that you're talking old John Deere tractors. So. So, so we were in the business 25 years. So 67 to 80, let me do 20 to 87, 92. No, 67 to 80, you said 20. Well, we, Dick started before that. He got okay. back from the guards and he started in 62. Okay. And then we sold out in 80, would have been 86, I believe. 86, 87. Yeah. And the reason was we always had a territory manager the old school, they come in in the afternoon and take inventory of your stock, you know, that because in those days they give you time on every machine. We'd get two years on the new tractor to sell it. Yeah, to okay. sell it. And if you, if you didn't sell it, you had two years, they held it for you. But you sold it and you paid for it. And he'd take inventory and that night we'd settle up and go out and have dinner. Well, this got to be in the middle 80s about then, in 83, 84, whatever, and this young guy came in the door about 10 in the morning. He was right in the middle of haying season. And he said, uh, I'm here to make settlement for you. And I said, that's fine, go out and take inventory and we'll get with you after work tonight. Oh no, we got to settle up by two o'clock, he said. I said, why? Well, he said, I'll miss my TV program. No, I said you won't. Here's the front door. <laughs> well, I'll put you on the I said, that maybe would be fine. Anyway, <laughs> that told me, and I said to my brother, and we had already bought up three other dealerships, and they were small in those days. Like what towns? towns like Hillsboro, not Hillsboro, Kendall, Sparta, Cashton. There were hardware stores, you know, some of them that sold some John Deere stuff. Okay. And we bought them up. John Deere wanted us to expand. And I could see what was coming. They wanted us to continue to buy more and more stores. I don't want 12, 15, 20 stores like they got today. It's nuts. I mean, how do you hire people to run them? 
right? You know, it's just, and I'm so glad. And my brother, he was real hesitant. He ran the store. I mean, as far as the shop, the parts part, I done the selling and ran the upper part of the business. And he didn't want to quit. Really? And now every time I talk to him, he thanks me. <laughs> Yeah, wow. and he sees what happened. Anyway, that's the history up through so up to the dealership. Then, okay, so then, and the dealership was in Tolman, Dave? We had one in Tolman, we had one in Norwalk. Okay. Chris, he ran the Tolman store. Okay. Was the consumer product store we built in 1972, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. And we were about 20 years ahead of John Deere in the lawn and garden business. Okay. Because in those days, people would buy by price. The deer was a better thing. There's an original deer that were built in 62, are still mowing lawn. And the guys would go out and buy them a good reward, or Sears and Roebuck, whatever, for less money. And those it was hard selling the John Deere because <laughs> yeah. of price. Yeah. And so it was a tough deal. So then we also had the Standard Oil business. I mean, was this at the same time, or is this after? Yeah. Same time, same time. Okay. A guy had it right across from our Norwalk store, John Williams, a good friend of ours, and he had diabetes. And we bought his, at that time, they went from agent to owner. You owned it then. And so we ran that out of Tome and Norwalk. Chris ran that over here. Mm -hmm. And after we got out of the John Deere business, he kept running the oil business. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Forgetting something. That's okay. No, we're in the eighties uh, now with the standard oil. I want to know where was the like dealership in Toma? What's there today, Dave? If I was the furniture store. Furniture store. Way on the north end, there's one railroad track on the north end. Yep. Just before that railroad track on the left, it's the last building. Okay. That's the only building that was out there besides the Ford store and the Chevy store. Okay. There was nothing else on the north side except the holiday Inn and the truck stop. That was all open territory, and we bought 58, 40 acres. We bought there. Okay, with that. Building. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That was in '72. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's get into your. How did you start tractor pulling? And yeah, real quick, if you're just joining us, we're live. Well, when we got in, so when we got in, John Deere business to come out farm, got in the John Deere business, and I went to a tractor pull in Kendall. Local pull. Yep. Back around the corner, it's. All rock back there, and they have a have a solid track there. And Johnny Walsh was pulling at that time. John Walsh from oh, like Boston, like the Walsh, the Walsh brothers. Brothers. Wow. Yeah, they're dead. Okay. Five sixty, cool. and I've never been to a tractor pull. And I'm watching that and pulling the skid, you know. So you're a John Deere dealer. Yeah. And you're thinking. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching that, and he gets to the end of that concrete slab. And the front wheels never went up or down. And I thought there's got to be something to this. <laughs> <laughs> and that caught me right there. And I went back to Norwalk to the Lions Club. And they were going to pass the hat a week or two later for the C&I Dog School. And they had $15 in the treasury. So they passed the hat and we all threw a bucket. And I said, I think this group needs a fundraiser. My dad had been a chartered member in 52 okay. and this was 66 mm -hmm. and real struggle there was opposition to that this was in 
in September of 66. And by March of 67, the president appointed me the chairman of the Norwalk celebration to be held August 15th, when called the tractor fall. Until I started advertising it, then we called it the tractor fall. And that was the start of that. Next still, next still there. Was it at the same spot down by the river? Well, so got the, the old old creamery. I think that's when they tore down, right? We pulled them back. You pulled them back. And that road that you come across that bridge, we pulled right in there, rode back for years. Nice. Yeah. Built a stone boat and blocks and everything. We hauled that around. We we did pulls all around the area for the other towns. So what year did you start pulling them? So you went to Kendall, you watched John Walsh. What year was that? Do you remember? So um, 3020, when we started pulling Norwalk, that's when we started pulling. So that would have been 67. Seven, yeah. Okay. 3020, 4020, we just took them off the line, you know. Yep. Tried to rig them up to pull. What did you do to rig them up to pull then? What were you Not doing? too much at that time. And then uh, we started souping them up more in the later 60s, turbos and 4020s. We had some other guys around the area there, John. Steinoff, uh, Mike, who just passed away up there. Mike Linehan? Yeah, he used to work for us. He was he worked foreman. For okay. And then we worked together on on the pulling tractors. So, like, did, did you build your own turbos back then? Or was there a local guy that was building turbos? Air research. Air research, yeah. Okay. Were they out of Wisconsin, or where were they from? Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. And uh, so we started pulling that way. And then in 1972, Six of us got in my car and we went to the M&W show in Illinois. What's the name of the M&W show in Southern Illinois? Uh, right Bruce, off, you know? Right off the uh, I think it's Gibson City, isn't it? Anyway, they had a big outdoor pull right out in the field. Okay. And here was Van Botkins from Side District of Implement. Mexico, Missouri, with a 4320 and the 4430. And he pulled. And then, I don't know everybody. Was it the Cajun Queen then? Yeah. It was. Well, I went both were. Both, it was one and two? Bruce, two and, and three. Two and three. Yeah. After the pull, and looking at it, I said, God, would I like to have something like that? So <laughs> they're for sale. <laughs> Guy just started a lawsuit against John Deere. John Deere had been working with him. This this guy right here. This guy right here was an engineer at Waterloo. Okay. And he worked with Van Bodkins in building the pulling tractors. The engines. Lee Hardesty. And then in 72, when John Deere started building snowmobiles, they moved into Horicana. So he was there at the pole too, and they had made it available. Anybody could get the, the blueprint of how to build the engine, turbo, and everything. Kenny Smith, a whole bunch of the guys. There was a half a dozen in the nation. But well, one guy's engine blew up, and he started a lawsuit against John D. They dropped the program because of that. You never was able to get a thing back from it. Never to this day. Because people always ask, why doesn't John Deere? You know, sponsor because of that. So I really went after I gave up on the Waterloo people. The engineers wanted to. They come up one time and look to see what we were doing. And uh, 
I, I just couldn't get ahead with the, with the company. And so I went to work on uh, Law and the Sports. And uh, what do you call it, Chris? No, Law and the Sports, but... Uh, the implements, smaller implements? The John Deere. Consumer products. Consumer products. Yeah. Well, I was getting close and I was going to our pull up in Essex Junction, Vermont on Labor Day. We always done Labor Day up there. And I swung down through our machinery show in Illinois. I usually rotate from Illinois to Iowa every year, alternated. And scheduled to meet with KSIH through a guy that really worked trying to get us in there for three, four years, Grant. I just talked to him the other day. And I went to the John Deere tent first. And the guys were there from the consumer products. And I said, how is it coming along? Boy, he said, I think we're getting close. You need to get something done. I said, you're too late. I'm going over to the case IH tent next. They're going to come with us. Wow. And I walked in there with this John Deere belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else John Deere had in my watch. And we're standing there talking. And this guy that handled it was kind of a short man. And we talked, real nice talk for a while. Well, he said, we're looking forward to working with you. He said, but you've got a long ways to come. Yeah. <laughs> like change your clothes. Now, this is East Ottawa when KCIH came as a sponsor. Yeah. For yeah. the WPI and yep. WPI. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they came on and still with us. You know, good deal. So it's been a good deal. So let's, let's back up then. So you pulled with the NTPA for right. years. Because I, I want to tell the transition of WPI, because a lot of people kind of blur the lines and don't know the whole history. I'd really like to dive into that tonight, if yeah. we could, and break that out. So you were a member of the NTPA Pullman, right? And what years, can you kind of walk us through that, Dave? I sat on the full board of directors of NTPA that met twice a year, representing Wisconsin for 12 years. Okay. What years would that have been, Dave, roughly? <clears throat> well, back up from 84... 12 years, 72. Okay. So I was on the Wisconsin Board of Directors, a tractor board, and a member state of NTPA. And I was elected to go and sit on the full board of directors twice a year we met. Okay. It was 25 states, two from each state, and at least two more people besides them, and maybe more. There'd be 200, 250 people sitting around this table for three days and nights. In Ohio? And do nothing. <laughs> no, they rotated it somehow. Oh, did it? Okay. After that 12th year meeting, on December meeting that year, when I found out they had two financial statements, one they showed that board and one of their own, which wasn't nothing either when we got in there. And I said, I'm never coming back to a meeting, I'm done. And I'll write about that in here. And this is before WPI okay. was formed. And this I is the article from all of this. Pulling power interviews. And I said what's needed to be done. And it was a true rigor of what had to happen. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so. So it's 1982. How did, were you guys, did you stay too late one night drinking and that's how you found out about the two sets of books? Or how did this get out? Oh, somebody leaked it out. I think okay. that maybe got on the board, on the executive board. Okay. There were seven, no, it was nine on the executive board, still is. A lot of people are getting awful disgusted. I mean, you'd sit there and get nothing done. Everybody argue and bitch and moan and do nothing. Two hundred fifty 
polars in one room? Yeah. That wouldn't be Jeez. very enjoyable. Charles, would you enjoy that? Uh, not at all. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, that was December of 84. And I went to Elkhorn to pull. In, that was July 4th, I believe, in the beginning. And Gene Anderson, who had become the attorney for NPPA in the last year or two, and they hired a guy out of European race in Van Cartel because they knew they were in trouble, I mean financially. Okay. And they hired Dan Cartel to come in to be their executive director. Well, Dan and Gene Anderson got together and they come up with this idea to form this new company. And they asked me after the poll to come into this log, log building. It wasn't much bigger than my kitchen. <laughs> and they wanted to talk about that. I said, no, I'm all done talking about MT PayPal. And he said, no, this ain't going to be MT PayPal. And I went in there and there was about maybe a dozen of us in there. And we come out of there and they had put together what they thought would work. And I agreed with it. And that's how we started WPI and that was So that was a day kind of like the declaration of it. That's right. There was twelve of you too, like the disciples. So real quick, how did how did the NTBA before before WPI, how did it get into financial problems? It was the only show in town, wasn't it? Uh, you had no administration. So it was just the inmates were running the institution. That's the way I explained it all the years. That's all everything they held was for themselves. Okay. You'd sit there and anything, any money would go to the polar. That's the only thing they worried about. To hell with the promoter, to hell with the sponsor. They had some major sponsors and lost them. I mean, Wrangler came in there one of the last years, maybe in 83. And she came to Toma, the gal. She said to me, she knew, she knew us, I was on the board and I was a promoter here and I got to visit with her and everything. And she said, that's just awful out there. She said, I call, I can't talk to anyone. She said, I know this is only going to be a one-year deal. She said, we'll be gone. She gave clothes. She gave us Wrangler jeans and everything to wear. And she said the president had said right in the meeting, I ain't going to wear them damn things. Can you imagine? No. He was out of Iowa. No, no naming. Yeah, no names tonight. No. <laughs> Anyway, so this is 83, 84. Yeah. And they had some major, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, the clothing company. Carhartt. Carhartt. Wow. They had yeah. it for a while. Yeah. And then I went back to those who you couldn't get them. And later, I mean, they were so discouraged. Right. So anyway. Um, so w what year was WPI formed then? 85. 85. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the, after we got everything going and what we were going to do, we were going to offer the shares. It had to be 39. You couldn't go over 39 to get it done within a real short time to incorporate it. Okay. We had a meeting in Chicago in September, and we offered the shares. And there were some outside units that were doing polls other than NTPA, and they were going to try to buy all the shares. Ah. But we put a stipulation you could only own one share. Any one entity could own one share of stock only. So nobody That's could come in. stop that. And we sold the 39 shares. I was not elected the first president. Dan Partell, who they brought in from European Racing, was elected president. I was elected vice president. That was in September. 
we had the banquet that fall out east uh, at Springfield. What the hell the name? We went there twice. In fact, we went on the river with the with the cocktail hour. Anyway, we had the banquet there, and there was a ninety thousand dollar points fund was supposed to be paid out, which was Redmond money. Redmond was their sponsor then. And when they found out we were taking over, they were going to pull out. And Redman was going to pull out? Going to pull out okay. away from us. And Gene Anderson, the attorney, looked over the contract and we could hold them for one more year. And so we did. We held them for one more year. But the money was already spent. There was no money there to pay out that points fund. And so we decided we would, we would write IOUs and then we'd make them good within six months. Well, on Friday night, while we were there at the banquet, someone overheard another room. I mean, we had an arm fighting us to do this. The old NTPA mentality, they were not going to give up. I mean, at that meeting, when we sold them shares, it was right down to the nip and tuck where it wasn't going to happen yet. And I said, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You have no money, you're broke. And they fought us for 10 years at least, 12 years, the old school. Anyway, um, we, got, we got the shares sold. And we got at that banquet. And Dan Bartell really got chicken. And he fainted a heart attack. Your cocktail hour. Go on the floor. They took him into the house. This is the European guy. Yeah, guess mm -hmm. who's going to have to run the You. You, Dave Schreier. Father Dave. And by then, we had heard about these checks, and we had written the checks too at the office back <laughs> in Columbus, Ohio. Wow. And Gene Anderson was there with his airplane. He had a private airplane. So he went back, flew back to the office Saturday morning to get in the desk with those checks so we could give the checks up. And he got back there and he couldn't get in the desk. He couldn't find the key to the desk. This, feels like, this feels like Watergate. <laughs> Finally, he found it taped under the, the uh, drawer. And we had already had the cocktail hour. We had uh, eaten. And now it was time to make the presentations. And the opposition were sitting right out ahead of me at about three tables, just waiting for us to say, we'll give these IOUs. And I just stalled as much as I could. And finally, here come Gene through the side double doors up like this. Yeah. And I said, and now we will give out the checks for end of season point funds. And all their faces. And I'm going to just. So that's the way that went. So the next morning, I went down to see Dan Bartell and see how he was doing. Well, he said, I fooled them, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Never had a heart attack. I gave him till March, and I, I didn't fire him. I just talked him into going back to Europe. Yep. And I took was he from presidency. Europe? Yeah, he was from Europe. But he, uh, he couldn't have it, you know. And so that's, I went out there just periodically. So the NTPA, the 4WPI, had reached out to Dan that come over here and help us save this. That was the whole idea. Yeah, okay. they wanted him to try to figure it out. He just told him, you're done. He took a look you're at right. everything. He said, you're done. And they didn't want yeah. to do that. 
So anyway, I went out the first year and we made someone else uh, manager to run the office there. That didn't work. When I would go to an event and he was supposed to be booking events, he would hide. That's not good for business, Steve. So I ended up going out there then in the six. Two Ohio. Yeah. Okay. By then time we were Columbus, is that still the main yeah. like where it is today, where it was today? Yeah, we started in Upper Sandusky and then was moved to Columbus in uh, must have been uh, early sixties. It was formed in no, 69, early 70s, because it was 15 years old when we took it over. Okay. It had been in business 15 years. Anyway, yeah, the corporate center was, and I I had to remove all the people that were working. I had 13 people working in the office, and I ended up, I had a clean house, started all over with, and three of us ran it for a while, and then it went up to five. And, I have a raise that extra 200000 and after I went out and started paying bills, they just rolled in from all over. And I went to a bank. I went down to a bank closer to where I thought they had been doing business. I never got beyond the waiting room. I mean, they didn't want to talk to me. They had defunct on loans and everything else. And I had to go down to meet with the manager at the Ohio State Fairgrounds. He was a guy in his high 70s, real nice man. I'd never met him, but I told him who I was and what I was doing. Jack Faust. And talked about the poll and getting it ready. He wanted to do the poll with us, sanction the poll. He'd done that before. I said, Jack, would you know any bank had found maybe that I could do something with? I told him the whole story. He said, you know, my son is dealing with a new bank here. He handles a number of the hotels in town here. He said, a new bank just moved in. Downtown, they got one office of one of the high-rises downstairs. Fifth-third bank out of Cincinnati, and that was their first uh, small, what do you call them? Branch. Branch office. So I went down there, went in there, and they welcomed me in, they sat down, I told them the whole damn story. I said, we'll help you. But we're going to have one of our vice presidents to be on your board. Okay. I said, that's wonderful. That's how it all started, still doing business with them today. Yeah. Can you imagine the bad, as bad a shape as it was in? But it might have been by then I had gotten U.S. tobacco. I'm not sure. But that was a salvation, U.S. tobacco and Chevrolet. Okay. So this would have been late 80s, early 90s now? Would have been like 87. We had the banquet up in Minnesota in 87. I think we were out there in 85 and in 86 we went to Vegas. In 87 we're up in Minnesota. And I had U.S. Tobacco by then signed up. And <clears throat> Redman had pulled out they must have stayed 86. They were, you know, they we made them stay one more year. That's right. That's right, because out in Vegas, they wouldn't give us the money ahead of time. <laughs> and he was there, the guy. He ended up in jail later. But anyway, he was there. That's that another night. story. <laughs> and then he handed out the money. And after he got all done, I said, I really want to thank you, Redman Tobacco Company, for helping with this sport through these years. 
got us to where we can move on to greater things. That was my exact words. That's a nice. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, then they came in with the big, big sponsorship. And we put money. He, now, they told me when they, when I got them signed up in Greenwich, Connecticut, that's where they're from, the corporate headquarters. We're not going to give you a dime to run the company. All our money has to go out payment. Pullers, promoters, sleds, whatever. Because we're not funding one dime to run the company. And it's fine. And that's the way it worked all the years. They were with us nine years. And without them, we wouldn't have made it. And we had 25 member states in. And every member state got money out of that program. U.S. tobacco? Yes. The sleds. Competitors, of course, end of season point funds, promoters got money. That's how it is all arranged. And that done so much for us, you know. Yeah. That that goodwill, the sleds got money. And uh, the one state got more money than any other state. And when we had to come out with the roll cage program, yeah. we had to mandate it because of the rollover in Tome at Ricky Rose. And was it Ricky? Ricky yes. Rose. Or no, not Ricky, uh, Randy. Yep, sorry. Thanks, Charles. Yep. A whole bunch of our member states over that. They over the roll cage. go to the roll cage. Wow. Yeah. I can't imagine a tractor pull now without a roll cage. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and that's So people the, actually quit the NTPA because of the roll cage? Yeah. Well, the state pulled out, but that wasn't all bad. I mean, the only money that the organization got out of the state was a membership from the member in order to belong and get his insurance so he could run NTPA events. Okay. Well, if that state pulled out and didn't sanction NTPA, we went in and sanctioned regional events of their better polls. It yes. took time, yep. but I got guys in different parts of the country that, that worked for me in those areas, regional directors. Is that kind of when the region started then? Yeah. So in the late 90s? Yeah. And anyway, so we, uh, that was a real transitional period when U.S. tobacco come on and helped us. And then uh, it must have been about in almost 90, no, 87. Um, I got a call from Ken Enderley. And that's, I, meant, I should have mentioned him along with Chevrolet. And we were going to get there. Yep. He was a major, major uh, salvation of us. Yeah. And Ken was actually, had been talked into going with an with a event. And I met with him, and for some reason, we just hit it off. We just became friends and, and respected each other. In later years, he'd come up here and spend two weeks here during the time of Tome Pole. And we'd go to a few other polls, just spend two weeks here out the farm and just love it. I bet he did. Yeah. He's from California, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he came on with us, and we did the first Enderley at the High State Fair along with the event. So 80 something? The 80s, you think? 88. That'll mean to pop all these dates on you. About 88. Yeah. We were there for a number of years, and then we went to Fort Recovery for, I think, five years. 
And but running it with all the other classes at those events was really hard because that end of the group, we added more and more classes. Finally, Ken and I talked and said, you think this could make it sound its own? And I said, I believe it could. And we moved it to Urbana, Ohio, where Greg Brando had worked for me for 20 some years is from Urbana. And Greg really was interested in taking it to Urbana because he knew people here in a nice facility. So we knew that they understood on its own and it's been just a wonderful thing for the sport. God, I don't know, million something now that's been paid out in it. Wow. The, the, the guys will pass up running for the point championship because there are some events right before that and if they're real close, they don't want to lose the qualification to get to the end of it. So it's, yeah, it's important. So anyway, from there, they had a scoreboard and they had an entry trailer sitting in the weeds out there behind the, the facility when I went out. And so I woke up one morning about four o'clock and I I'd heard that Chevrolet, I knew they were with another group, TNT. And I knew they were putting like 5,000 in each event. And I, I had gone to a couple of events. I knew there weren't being, there was nothing being done for Chevrolet. So I thought, I'm going up Chevrolet. I went up to their truck headquarters. I just out of the blue. I drove up there one morning and I went in the reception of Sarah and she said, who are you here to see and I said I told the name and she said well I'll dial him I said give me the phone would you and she, he answered I said hi but I can't remember his name right now Dave he said hi there how are you doing we talked before oh, okay. I had talked to him about this he said where are you at I said in your lobby <laughs> what is this in Detroit no it's another town up there okay but you went to Michigan yeah so you just Ohio oh, he said come on up I left that day with a three-quarter ton truck to pull the scoreboard Chevrolet truck. And from then on, I went up to five Chevrolets. And we got big money in the early years. And then they got into trouble, you know. Yep. Starting truck dealers. But they were a big help. Yeah. So we had two duallys for the scoreboard and the entry trailer. And they also gave me, I had, I think, I don't know how many, 11 Suburbans or something. You know, new suburban every year. What's the most amount of people you ever had in suburban at one time? Ten. Ten? Yeah. Is there three with us, Dave? Or? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. <clears throat> Six in the first two seats and four in the last seat. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like a fun night or like get in, I'm driving, hang on. Or no, no. It was all business. It was really. You were careful in your Nobody Chevy. was able to drive those vehicles other than the person assigned to them. Gotcha. And of course, no drinking, no smoking. And we really protected that program, which, and we never, the only one. Yeah, <laughs> I want a story. <laughs> Greg was maybe the safest of all of them. Mr. Greg has never drank. He's, you know, he, he'd never gone with a girl till he got married, you know. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Do we not? <laughs> Brandon, I anyway, one of he was driving one that started to fire right out on the road. Oh, poor <laughs> Randall. That's why he's a Raiders fan. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. Oh yeah. 
so anyway, no, that was a really a good program and they were with us a long time until it went under there. And then uh, we bought Chivalry vehicles from them ever since, you know. So now where are we at? I want to know what's your biggest contribution you think to WPI over the years? If we could, is it a list of things or the general philosophy? A business, you know, a business ownership mentality. What do you think? You know, I even questioned myself many times of why I was doing that. I would agree with what you. I went through. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know what drove me. I was just driven to make this work. I guess I love the sport so much. We have the Norwalk event, which I started. We had the Tolman event by then. That was how many years? From 70, 76. 76 to 85. Yeah. I mean, I felt so dedicated to the sport. And Tolma and Fort Recovery are the only two Grand Nationals that stayed with NTPA all through the years. Never, no switching. They've always been those NTPA. All the other ones slipped away for a while and then they come back. See? Okay. Yeah. But they gave up on us. I mean, I really had a struggle to put classes together in those early years because they all thought we were done, you know. And I had about five unlimited tractors, Gardner Stone being one of them, that stuck with us. And we'd have to run them twice, you know, to make yep. a show. But uh, I think just the, <clears throat> the determination to make it work. And it took dedication. Um, I know that I was physically sick at times over what you faced. And if it had been for this gal here, I wouldn't have made it. She's watching yeah, it. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, how long have you been married? 40 years are going to be in November 15th. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he ended up in the hospital a couple of times during mm -hmm. this. Running the MTB. Oh, I'd be sick, but I would never. The most thankless job in the world. I had uh, acid <clears throat> reflux. They treated me for heart attack on a Wednesday. That's what your dad died from. Yeah. yeah. They treated me for heart attack from Wednesday. Penny Smith, a good friend of mine that ran the original John Deere setups and stuff from, from Ohio, a good friend of mine, he had had a heart attack in Louisville that winter. At the they told me all the, the feelings and everything. I knew I was having a heart attack, and my guy. One of the men at the office took me down to the big hospital there and they treated me for heart attack. Wednesday night, the next day in the morning, and the doctor came in, stood and sat at the foot of the bed and he said, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with you. He said, I had it a month ago. You got inflamed esophagus. He said, what we call acid reflux. And he said, I think that we've got you soon enough. We can treat you with medication. And they did. And I still take a pill today. Really? Yeah. The first was Zantac, which they outlawed after a while. Okay. So Christine would know what I'm taking now. But yeah. And then I, I was in the hospital 11 days on my back and couldn't move. Um, I've had a history of kidney stones. Okay. When I turned 40, I had my first one. And I just had them periodically after that. 
And Christine was up here, her brother came over from Germany. She's from Germany originally, came over when she was 16. But anyway, her brother came over and was spending time, so she came back up to spend time with her folks. And him and the kidney stone hit me, and it was on a Sunday. And I went into the hospital there. I walked in, bent over, thrown up, and they know then what you got. And she said, we won't be able to do anything till Monday. We don't have a doctor here to, to take care of kidney stones. Oh, Jesus. So they doped me all up. Next thing I know, I woke up, and it was Sunday night. And they said, don't move. They had me tied down. You can't move for 11 days because they went up. They went up to bottom to get the stone. And I don't know if they didn't know much about what they were doing in those days or whatever. But uh, it was awful. Yeah. So, and terrible. I had quite a few after that, but they got to where they knew what to do to get them out. Good deal. Yeah. Let's let's switch back to your polling days. So you bought the Cajun Queens. You had two of them? Or did you have the one? No, we bought the one. So Cajun 2 or Cajun 3? Cajun Queen number one. Okay, so one no, no, we changed two. the name two. to... Okay. It, was, it was Cajun 2 because 420 was Cajun 1. And Charles or Ryan, if there's any questions popping up, let me know, guys. Yeah, I got. I do have one for you, but continue. Right over there, way over in the corner, underneath that colored... Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's Cajun. Cajun. Okay. Yeah. Charles, what's your question, bud? Uh, I, I, let me scroll back up so I can read it verbatim. It's from Facebook users. Sorry, I don't know who you are, but um, they're wondering, back in the dealership days, uh, how many customer tractors did you see come in for warranty work on Mondays knowing they were pulling over the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> you heard that. <laughs> Yeah, that's solid. Well, we didn't turn them away, <laughs> but they were worked on after hours. No, fair enough. Yeah. After hours. Because Mike Linehan was already, yeah. he was there as our shop foreman. He was a poet and worked with us and everything, and we had a lot of friends, and we took care of them. We yeah. helped. Good deal. Yep. That's a good question, Charles. I'm, yeah. I like that one. So I like that. Okay, so what year you bought? You went down to the farm show in Southern Illinois? Bought it was in 72, I believe. And anyway, it was, it was a 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, Nobby. What's that? It's Nobby Partners. Nobby? Nobby Partners? Nobby. N-O-B-B-E. Yeah, that could be. He would know if I'm yeah. talking. I know there's two letters on the cap. L-D or something. Anyway, uh, this was back then. I called Eddie and uh, asked him like, to buy that tractor. And we ended up buying it. And that was big money then. Can you, you can't can you, buy the turbo for Can you tell us what you paid, or is it just $25,000? $25, you know, you can't buy the turbo now. Have your pro stock, have your pro stock turbo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was, it was a lot of money then. Yeah. Oh, man. What a pleasure that was. I mean, so you took the toter home down with the enclosed trailer and picked it oh, up? <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, Eddie had him take the sign off the tractor. <laughs> The Cajun Queen, and 
I sat down with him at the desk and he said, I guess I, he looked at our truck. We come in with a cab over Chevrolet. Uh, it was a Titan. Titan. Yeah. And uh, the flatbed trailer, everything looking really good. We were dressed in green. He said, I guess I wouldn't, didn't have to worry about how the tractor is going to be taken care of. It's going to another year. And man. we've been friends ever, ever since. Um, so anyway, we brought it home. And uh, that's 1980. That says, yeah, that's I wanted Bowling Green. That's so you named it Green Power. That was the Green one. Power Special. Okay. Yeah. Green Power yeah. Special. Yeah, and we ran that, and we built the second one. When first 76. 76. Yeah. So this would have been super stock. Was this like the seven, nine, eleven days? Or was we ran nine and twelve. Nine and twelve. Early seven, years. nine, and twelve. Yeah. Okay. That one we didn't run seven until we built number two. Okay, so that's number two then. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And when we built the second one, we went to Alcorn, it was the first pull for it, and we were still working on it on Friday night, I think. And yeah. the pull was Saturday. We worked to pull on Saturday. And I drove on the scale down there, and they made me back off and drive on again because we weighed 7,000. With me with, on it, with a we had two or three weights oh, on the front of it. Really? Oh, back, then, yeah. back then, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a 40 point, yeah. not a 40 <laughs> Yeah. So then we had the two of them, and God, we had a lot of fun. Chris you heard it here Ryan. first. Dave Schreier had the first component. <laughs> yeah. So in 1976, what year tractor did you make that tractor? What year was the tractor, though? Well, I bought a rear end out of Robinson, Minnesota, that a train had hit. The 4320 and cutter and two at the bell housing. And I bought the whole rear end. Charles is putting up pictures right now of your tractor on the oh, screen. Okay. Yeah. We bought the whole rear end and then we built it from there. We built it up because we had to use a lot of light stuff. To back in the day, the five or six year old tractors were built into pulling tractors, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Or new tractors, even. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> That had, well, steel press, but yeah, I went out to, to Dressel out in Kansas to get the first light rims that we used, and they were metal. They were steel. Steel, yeah. And Doug, Doug Dressel made them. I remember Dressel rims. Yeah. Doug Dressel. Yeah, and they were real light uh, steel ones until they come out with the aluminum. So anyway, we got that out then and started pulling both of them. Chrissy started driving and Mike broke. We were at, uh, what's the last one, Wisconsin, Ridgeland. Ridgeland, yeah. The big hill. Yep. And we had won the seven and the nine. And they were running the nine open. And we had loaded the tractors already. And Lloyd Lukey come over and Lloyd said, uh, I don't see any of those guys taking it out the end. And I said, why didn't you change this one? Same as what you took out the end. Back the tractor off, <laughs> went off. To, and they were pulling up the hill in that. And they so you pulled against the odds? Pardon? You pulled against the odds? Yeah. And the nine opened. And they had kind of dug out the trench. And we had already put in uh, M&W, not M&W, what clutch? Crow, crow, crow clutch. clutch. We were first to put crow clutch in the Superstar. 
the slipper clutch. Yes. And so I was able to slip that clutch up and get on the high bar and let her go. We won the ninth. So Jimmy scored from over there. You hog. Yeah. <laughs> so when did the open class go away? So I remember as a kid that was still a thing at Toma. The nine open? Well, yeah, where you yeah. let the, the mods Super and the diesels would run together. Well, I don't know for sure. It was... Uh, Charles, if anybody types that in, let us know. Yeah, no, no, Super can still run the with the Unlimiteds. Yeah. You know, nice. Like, um, That's crazy. Um, <laughs> who won it for six years straight with the McCormick Rose? Oh, Ross. Ross. Rosses? No. Ross. Was it Ross? Ross. Jody? Jody Ross? Ross from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Jody. Yeah, and Jody Ross. Yeah, and he'd been he went running with uh, PPL and was running with uh, yeah, the Alkies modifieds. Oh, yeah, the Alkies Supers, the Unlimiteds. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah he ran with our open class. Right. Yep. The Superstock Open. Yep. They're still doing yeah, it. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So, so where are we at? Now? I want to keep going with pulling. Like, what's your biggest highlight? Biggest wins with the tractors, the teams over the years? Well, to Any win the, championships. To win the championship in 1980, yeah. everyone said. See, a deer had never won it. By 1980, a John Deere had never won the seven Superstock or the nine. Always international, uh, or whatever. Well, Jerry Legod, he was building all. Yeah. You know Jerry, right? I, I, and I got to know Jerry really well. He's got a letter there thanking me. Pike the Max over there. Anyway, I called this Jerry. This is like a museum, by the way. <laughs> I called Jerry and I said, you know, I'd really like to win a championship. We're building a second tractor. Would you help us with the engine? Is especially John Deere try it? Especially with the head, because okay. Deere was an in and out head and the IH had a crossfoot head. The air went in one side and out the other. Well match you gotta take the air in and back it out. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna use the air that you do is shooting it straight through. Oh God Dave he said I can't do that. You know I just can't do that. Well, I said, I'm going to win the championship with my tractor. Well, he said, good luck, but you'll never get it done. So Indy Super Bowl was the first poll in January. 70,000 people, right? I like won it by six inches. They were the Deutz from Pennsylvania. Who had the Deutz? Was that Joey? Um, um, who had the Deutz from Pennsylvania? Bert Stauffer. Um, Stauffer, yes. Stauffer. Yeah. Anyway, Jerry calls me Monday morning. He said, God, you look pretty good. And I said, it felt good, and it's going to stay that way. And he <laughs> said, well, he said, I've been working on six of the guys. Now I'm lowering them down to seven, Brett Berg and Esden and those guys. He said, I'll have six of them in that class. I said, more the merrier. <laughs> I love it. Oh, God. We went through the season. I just kept winning, you know, and he just... Finally, at the end of the season, I wanted he called and said, did you ever think about holding a driver's school? <laughs> Could be part of it. Well, they'd laugh at me, but, you know, all these guys stand in the starting line and they look and they watch and they see them. I'd go way out in the finish line and stand there and watch them coming down the track. And that's where you'd see how they'd pull one ear and the other, the wheel come front end, come up and pull it that way and that way. That's where you've seen everything. So for next year, all you can see all the pullers now. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Let's give it a new try. They could never catch on to that. What's Dave doing down there? Yeah, nobody likes him anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I love it. Yeah, and there at the Indy Super Bowl, if if Rita had to pull it off, we beat him by six inches at Deutsch. Yeah. And we got home, and the one piston was blown. Here, the water injection, and we had to go outside with the tractors to stage him. Okay. You know, colder in hell, and it must have froze the water injection up. You remember that? Yeah. And it didn't get the water to the pistons. And if that don't, you lose that for just a few seconds, and things are over with. We couldn't come back, I don't believe. Yeah. So points championship that was nineteen eighty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then, when did uh, when did the tractors kind of when did we probably run out of time to be honest to pull them? When did you sell them? Where'd they go? Well, it was kind of after that year then. And then you kept pulling with yours. We parked. Yeah, and... I pulled till eighty five. Well, when I went in and took over oh, so the operation. This is before yeah. WPI. That's so you, <laughs> you never had a tractor then. When you ran up during well i tried one year i tried to pull and run i couldn't do that but anyway in those years ntpa was really hurting for tractors and poles they kept losing poles you know there's five different organizations came on while i was running wpi five five of them that went away Five of them. Do you name them? I didn't make them. TNT, American Shows. American Shows. SRO. That was SRO. the guy from Kentucky. American Tractor Pulling Association. Oh, McConnell. McConnell, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> he called me, wanted to sell it to me. I said, well, I said, what do you want? Well, he said, I'm going to sell it to you for half price, a million. He said, well, I said, put your assets on paper and send it to me. He said, what? <laughs> what assets? <laughs> anyway, um, or what, yeah. uh, the five, TNT, SRO, American. Yeah, the five that yeah. came and went. Um, but anyway, NTP was hurting for events. So Jimmy J good friend of mine that managed like the music promoter Conway yeah. Twitty. Okay. He did he start now, celebration. A picture. I took a picture downstairs of him and John Cash. So we'll go back down there okay. once we get. All right. Jimmy J managed Conway Twitty all through his career. Jimmy started down here <clears throat> in Wisconsin. He, he painted churches and stuff and houses. And He'd done a few concerts and stuff with local people there. Yeah. And he went to lacrosse here to marry you, Sawyer Auditorium, and Conway was here. And he went backstage after the show, and Conway and him hit it off, and Conway took him right to Nashville and never had a contract all the years until Conway died on the bus. And he managed Conway all those years. Wow. And then he managed, worked with Loretta Lynn and a lot of other yeah. ones. <clears throat> Well, he was good friends with Lou Robin, who managed Johnny Cash. They worked together with, you know, shows, combining shows and working with Lou was out West Coast. He managed Cash all through his major career. So I said, guys, and they had done a couple of polls before. And I said, how about us doing some polls? I'm going with you and you guys bring the concert and I'll bring the poll in. And we got nine state fairs in one year, just helping NTPA out to have some polls. And we had scheduled the regional, national finals 
at Columbus and the Grand National Finals at Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And <laughs> it was cold, windy, and raining all day. The day of that Grand National Finals. And I can remember Lou sitting in the back seat of the car, we're sitting there in the rain. He says, What the hell are we doing here? <laughs> Lou was a Jewish guy, and he was, if you owed him a dime, you better get it to him. But if he owned you a penny, he'd drive 100 miles to get it to you. <laughs> and he used to handle the concessions in the program books. Jimmy would handle the gates, and I'd run the pole. And we come out of Lincoln, Nebraska, or trying to get out of there to go over to eat. And Lou, we waited and waited, Jimmy and I. Finally, I went over to the office by the grants. I said, Lou, what are you doing? He said, I'm short. I'm short so much money. And I said, uh, you had boys selling for you, didn't you? Yeah. I said, you give them enough for 10 books and for change? Yeah. I said, you think maybe one of them guys went home? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I definitely do. So but that's all Lou was. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> so we put all those bolts on. That was our biggest year, but we done some other years too, just to keep some folds going. You know? Yeah. And uh, so when you Cash came, got off his bus here, that's where I first met him. Okay. Because we used to how how we done at the fair here before we did the tractor pull, we booked biggest names we could in country western. I mean, we had Loretta Lynn, and Johnny Cash. We paid the most for. At the Monroe County Fairgrounds? Yeah. Okay. For Willie Nelson, we paid $70,000. That would have been maybe in the early 80s. That's the most we ever paid. And then they went sky high and we couldn't afford them anymore. But John came off his bus. He rode my bus. And I went over there and, you know, you look at his pictures and they shoot from the bottom up. And I'm six foot, and I walk over there, and he's six foot. And I put my arm over his shoulder. I said, "God, John, I thought you were a big man." <laughs> <laughs> he, he never forgot that. Yeah, oh, yeah. So anyway, we did that. So we got acquainted with them. I stayed friends with Lou and Jimmy. Jimmy's in the care center. Um, he lives in Hendersonville, next to Nashville. Yep. And uh, he's. Uh, 80, I'm 84, I just turned 84, and he's 83. And uh, he's broke a hip and he's got other problems. So I got to get down there to see him somehow. Chris, road trip. So, yep. Road trip. Yep. Yeah. Charles, anything popping up on the screen, buddy? Yeah, um, just came in. Uh, future plans for NTPA, what's new coming up? That's from uh, Adam Kester. Adam Kester? Yeah, future. future. Future plans for the NTPA? Well, I'm not in there anymore. Yeah, I don't know how you would answer yeah, that. Um, well, that's another day, Adam. We'll, we'll take right. it. I have great faith in Greg Randall and the board now. Um, Greg was with me 20 some years, and now he's been there since I, I retired in 2020. And Greg is totally dedicated to the sport. He's a very sound financial guy, a totally honest man. 
and he needs help. I mean, I feel he's got a good board of directors right now. And I have great faith in the organization. I, I think it's just going to continue. And the sport has become so popular. I mean, the reason is when I first took it over, so many of them said, now you got to build a NASCAR. And I says, oh, no. This ain't going to be no NASCAR or NHRA. This is going to be a family sport, which people can come with their kids and walk in the pits and visit with the pullers. I said, this is a family sport, and that's what it is, and that's why it's stayed and it's continuing to grow because it's, and it's something, three levels, state, regional, grand national, you, the guys can get started down here. You don't have to have a million dollars. You can get started here and you can stay there. You can step up or you can step up some more, you know, but the family can be with you always. And that was my whole intent to keep this a family sport. And it is. So I think the future is great for it. I really do. I look at the problems some of them other ones got. They're big money, you know. <clears throat> If you take in sport, let's say the sport today, and you brought in, a, oh, let's say a $10 million sponsor. The guys that got money today will go after that hard and heavy. And this guy that can't will still go after it, but he'll never get there. And he'll go broke, see. This guy will take the top money. That's no good for the sport, right? No. I can remember when they couldn't fill the field at NHRA in the top field. They, they couldn't fill the clubs. What years of that? Ten vehicles. Oh, maybe, I don't know, 20 years ago. 20 years ago. It's about the time that <clears throat> there's guy used to run all the time in big name out of Ohio. But I remember we was at a meeting and they were talking about, oh, he was going to keep enough competitors and everything. Right. I said, God, I understand NHRA can't get 10 on top, uh, what do they call them, unlimited mods or top mods? Top fuel. Top, top, top fuel. fuel. The rails. Yeah. They really doing better out there. Let's talk about TV. <clears throat> when did TV come into the sport and what did WPI and you have to do with that? Well, we, uh, I should remember the guy's name, just a small operator on North Carolina. And we did, we taped some shows with him. And then you had to wait to when they were going to be aired. And he would try to get a time and a day set. And then invariably about a day or two ahead, I'd get a call and say, we've been preempted by golf. So it's not going to be aired. <laughs> oh, man. Promoter, competitor, sponsor, everybody that you had to tell, no, it ain't going to be on. And I went through that for a while. And then finally, National Network, TNN, was it? Yeah, yep. the National Network, yep. They contacted me and said, you know, we'd like to do you know, your events live. And I said, I know when they could be done that way. Tomo they done Toma live two years in a row. What year? Oh. 97, 98, somewhere in there. 798. Yeah. Yeah. The second year was the year that Randy Rose rolled over, and they were interviewing uh, Knox. 
Rodlin Knox, right up on the finish line. And he never turned the cameras over there. So the, the live audience never saw the tractor? No. No. Wow. Because I've seen the video on YouTube or yeah. somewhere. So sure. now we sell these crazy tapes and over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wild rides. And, yeah. yeah. But that, uh, that gave us good exposure. And so I got a call from Goddish that owns RFD. What's his first name? Steve. Randall? No. Type it into the comments. Goddish is his last name. He still owns it today. And he said, I need some pulling on RFD channel. It's a rural channel. I said, I'm so sick of pulling TV and everything. And I said, I just can't stand that being preempt. When he got it all said, he said, you won't be preempt. He said, you'll be on the same day, the same hour, every week. And I'll guarantee you that. I said, well, that makes a big difference. 100,000. Uh, what year would that have been, Dave? Well, it was an after the live. Yeah. So it must have been close so to 2000. Well, we're in our 13th or 14th year. Okay. So, yeah, so it must have been right around 2000. Yeah. And I said, well, what kind of payment do you? He said, you pay me by the month. So we went after sponsors and we didn't get enough the first year or two to pay for it all, but now it's making money. I mean, we have more money coming in from sponsorship to pay for the show. And then the live streaming is so good. Right. Um, so anyway, that's all it started and he kept his word. It's always been on Tuesday at 5.30 and then he added the show, which is kind of early morning on Wednesday for night workers and Sunday night. Yep. So we have three airings. Tuesday's kind week. of the main six thirty, right? I feel like yep. so six thirty. Yeah. So it's been it's been really good, and uh, yeah, he was true to his word. And that's it's good for RFD too. Oh yeah, the viewership is one of the top shows. Oh yeah. So that <laughs> that was a hard decision, but um, it was a good one. I knew we needed TV. You know, it was a good one. Really it was a good one. And the other good one was the live streaming of our events. When did that start? I suppose six, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. Josh got that going. Yeah, in the office. Yeah. yeah, Josh in the office. And, you know, they got kind of, we tried to sanction Louisville for years. Okay. I was wondering. Nobody sanctioned Louisville. Right. Because of the, the, not the fertilizer, but the chemical company that sponsors that Syngenta. show, they will not have any other signage at that event. Right. And, but we work with them in our points fund and pullers and everything, good friends with them for years. Yep. And uh, about half a dozen years ago, they wanted to know if we'd live stream it. And Greg called me and he said, what do you think? You think we'll be criticized? And I said, no, we worked with them before. That's fine. That's our biggest money maker in live stream. I bet it's the biggest one. It has to be the biggest world. one, yeah. It has to be the biggest Toma one. Toma last year, nine different countries watched Toma wow. on live stream. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's been a nice additional revenue for the sport. All these questions came in from pullers. We texted a bunch of people that we have in our sure. phones. One question I had came from Iowa, and they, they said, what classes have you tried over the years that you thought? I think he actually mentioned single engine semi or a single axle semis once. 
and you mentioned something else too. But what's something you thought, wow, this is going to take off and it just never. I think they froze. Yep, they did. I didn't know we tried single uh, single axle semis. That might have been kind of interesting to watch. Yeah, the only one I remember is that um, the wheel standard that's out on the West Coast. Um, gosh, the Rabbit, I think it was called. Okay. It's the only one I remember, and it was like kind of in the exhibition vein. As far as that it kind of took off in Europe, I mean, you don't see any double axle semis over there. It's all single. Yeah, I think that's also a little bit more commonplace for them to run single axles right. up and down the road. From what I remember being there, I couldn't imagine trying to drive a, a semi through some of the streets that uh, exist over there. The things get narrow. Yeah, can you imagine trying to drive a 300-inch stretch? No. I couldn't imagine trying to drive my F-350 dually over there. I'd be clipping hedgerows with my uh, mirrors. Hell, there are roads where you and I couldn't drive our GTIs. Yeah, that's a that's there's truth to that, especially in the inner cities. They're back. So we went out and we just booked pullers to bring them in. And J.R. Collins and Mike Metzger's dad. Ernie? Ernie Metzger, yeah. and that's something I had done on the TV show, uh, The Crazy Guys with the Car. Duke's Hazard? Duke of Hazard. Oh. So it has stuff. Good publicity. They did NASCAR race with that truck, too, didn't they? Race yeah, they used to race. race. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Charles, are we lagging a little bit? Are we back? Uh, you guys completely dipped out for about 60 seconds, but you're Charles. back. I heard them say the internet was down. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Yep. Anyway, Metzger uh, <clears throat> and who's the other one? JR. JR, and he's passed away now, but it was very difficult for him to say one <laughs> sentence without a bad word. <laughs> Just the way it was. <laughs> that year, first one, he blew his turbo. Of course, we have eight exhibition runs almost every class, every session. And he was all upset. Man, he just got all done that Sunday night. And Ernie, that's a very quiet, religious man, you know, quiet and everything. said, Dave, he said, if you're going to have that other feller here next year, don't call me. <laughs> When the worlds collide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I oh, love it. boy. So then we started with TV and interviewing, and I had to talk to JR. <laughs> I got him where he could get interviewed and not swear. And hold it pretty <laughs> quiet. Yeah. Did you bribe him at all or offer him a case uh, of beer or anything good? No. Or? No. He is a good guy. He, Great he, promoter of the semi-class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He would stay around and <clears throat> run for you when he didn't have to and whatever. Yeah. Good stuff. He's a good guy. So where are we at? We're winding them up here. Um, biggest challenge running the WPI. What made you what made you have acid reflux or uh, flamed up <laughs> esophagus? 
the first 10 years was a lack of cooperation from the whole organization. Okay. And that started that first day in Chicago or even before that when the old NTPA diehards did not want to give it up, you know. Our intention was to form World Pulling International. There wouldn't be any NTPA. Well, we found out that we had to give that much to keep that name and that was a value. Sure. It had been around for 15 years and it had value. And so we kept it and we kept the board of directors of NTPA. And there were guys on that board of directors who were bound determined they were going to destroy us. And I, I'll send you something with you here 10 years later at one of their board meetings, what was said. 10 years later, that was my biggest challenge, fighting that. And uh, I have to hand it to Gene Anderson, my attorney. He made the agreement between the two companies really pretty soundproof, although we had to do a, um, what do you call some adjustment to amendment? it? Amendment? An amendment, two different amendments we had to do to it okay. over the years as things got stronger on our side. On the WPI side? it down a little more okay. so that we had a pretty open hand. That was the biggest challenge yeah. because it was really hard when you're trying to do what was right and make it happen and it was proven it was and then to still have them try to backstab you you know yeah so anyway that was that was hard to handle but we kept at it because you had a lot of good people that were supporting you and it was working yeah yeah so but you had a good strong board with you yeah the, who were the original? Ken Lampy. No, Ken wasn't on the first board. Max. Uh, Max Simpson. Uh, Lee. Uh, Max was on the NTPA board at that time. Okay. And uh, Gardner Stone and Marv Cotman out of Iowa, uh, out of New Hampshire, Lee. Oh, God. That's okay, Dave. You've told us all that. Yeah, these are good. And there was time. a couple of mine there. As soon as the controversy kept on, they got the hell out of the way. They didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> so they, 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 they have a fake heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Max and was on the NTPA board, and, and I wanted him on our board. And yep. so he came over and served on both, but couldn't handle it. And I said to him, I said, Max, we need to cut the NTPA board down to like five from nine, same as what our board is. And he went back to the meeting and he come back to ours and he said, you're going to have to win and apologize to them. And I did. That was in Las Vegas. I never forgot that. I went and apologized for saying that. And uh, so anyway, um, George Everett and Larry Richwine were on that board. And they kind of didn't understand everything. And I thought one day, you know, they're really strong and they're, boy, that'd be nice if I had them on this side of the table. So I did. So I did. Yeah. I hired Larry and made him my tech director. 
and uh, I'm sure he's laughing if he's watching. <laughs> he's watching. He's <laughs> watching. And our first event that he was tech director was in the Super Bowl. And that was the year that uh, we had the new rule that you had to open your clutch up on all the vehicles each season. And they had the clutch check. And uh, two guys in the two-wheel drive said they weren't going to do it. And Larry come up to my office there at Indy and he said, what am I going to do? I said, I think you ought to go and do your job. And in the meantime, one of the wrenches from one of the guys come up. He was half crying. He said, I, I can't get him to do it. I said, how long will you take it to do it? Well, the one he said, maybe in 20 minutes, the other one might be half hour. I said, I think I'd go back and do it. And one of the wives came in in the meantime, and she had a gift for Andy Mauer, was our Kendall rep at that time, and they had just had a baby, his wife. She said, Dave... Seeing as we're not welcome here, would you give this gift to Andy for his baby for me? And I said, I'd be glad to. Just set it right here in the desk. <clears throat> so I'm later when I heard, tech officials, please report to so-and-so's pit areas. You knew they were getting teched. <laughs> they were tearing them So down. I waited a little while until there was a good crowd around there, and I went back with the present. I said, here, here would you like to give this scene as you're standing? By the way, you uh, don't forget your new Chevy engine that you won this year, the championship that Chevrolet gave to you. We have it here for you. Yes, you got a new motor. Yeah, we're the new motors for the champions. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So I had a few good moments. Yeah, though. you had to see them. Yeah. So uh, before we let you go, and we're we're on an hour and a half. I I want a fair, I want a funny Larry Richwine story. I mean, there's there's a million of them. But just give me one good one. Larry's a real good friend of mine. I know, he but was he's still a strong, and he would he would admit to this. He was a strong NTPA supporter. He told me he had the forty five in his <laughs> in his uh, glove compartment. Or <laughs> his on the table, his briefcase. Oh, his briefcase. Okay, yeah. Because I know where we're going. With this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he come across. And, I changed that all, and then a few years later, I asked George. George Everett. George said, well, I'll serve on both boards. And I said, but Larry, that'll last less than a year, and it did. Yeah. <laughs> but he came with George, still on the board. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Larry, and you'll find some of this reading where he considers me his dad. His dad died pretty young. That's how Alan yeah. Washburn got his first announcing job. Yeah. Because we had Alan on the show. Because Alan's a voice of Tolma for me. I always hear his voice, and we had him on our show. Yeah. And he was at the, in the fair in Ohio where Larry was. Larry's dad died, and Alan was the guy just calling out the sound. Like every hour, the sponsors and stuff over the loudspeaker, he got to do the tractor pull, and the guy hired him. So, Well, Larry brought him to Tolma. Yeah. He yeah. does an awesome job. Got him started with us. And uh, so anyway, but... And Larry was saying, you know, your son, sometimes you have to take him to school once in a while, <laughs> you know, and, and I would do that. Yep. You know, there was times I went to entry trailer a little early in the morning, and the one time I walked in, I locked the door. <laughs> 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 Why did you do that? <laughs> so we would have to 
have some sessions. Yep. But Larry's very talented in the safety and tech oh, yeah. area and everything. And uh, yeah. he, you know, uh, all the associations call him yeah. to get his opinion on stuff. And his whole family, we became friends, you know, his whole family. Good deal. So, yeah, he calls me every year for my birthday. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Just dip out for you. Yep. Okay. I, I wasn't it was just me or technical difficulties. Dave's done telling stories. <laughs> yeah, I get literally because now now it's not just the black screen; it is gone. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe it was Larry calling him to ball him out. You weren't well, supposed to tell him about my forty-five in a briefcase. It's because Larry didn't want him to, didn't want me to ask the Colin Burkholz question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, we lost. So let's go back. Oh, we did. <laughs> so, use the five words to describe your lifetime in the sport of pulling: dedication, determination, inspiration, appreciation, and satisfaction. That's right. Yeah. So, that was one of the questions that came in today. So, that was Collins, right? I don't know. We had at least no. You texted a bunch of people today. When I, I put my uh, when I retired. In 2020, I gave you this. Yeah. And I thanked everyone. And uh, froze again. Yep. No, they, I did. I did just see Colin's question. Yeah, didn't want to get verification on uh, Larry Richwine's kicked out of the camper by Greer Hamilton's story, <laughs> which was pretty funny. I don't know if they're going to get back on. They were saying something when they did come back about what they're having going on. I don't know if it's just signal issues or batteries dying or a combination thereof. Von Bauer thanked Schreier, quote, who gave me a shot at this, I don't know how many years ago. There's probably not any one man in this room that has chewed him out more, yelled, screamed, whatever. <laughs> I shouldn't even be working here, but he's given me this opportunity. Ken Lamping called me one day, and this would have been in the late 80s and he said i've seen a sled in down in iowa it really works good i think and uh he said that i wish we could try that we were doing the event in springfield illinois and i called vaughn and i said would you want to bring your sled over and we'll just want to try to change it I'll take the blame for that one. I think the question I kind of wanted to ask um, was what advice Dave would have for other organizations, smaller, smaller clubs, you know, yeah. West Central Iowa tractor pullers or, you know, ECI or some of the small clubs, Thumb or, or yeah. you know, Michigan 
well, I, what used to be West Michigan farm stock. What's your advice for them? How do you grow? How do you, how would you help them grow? Yeah, certainly there's, there's lessons that are applicable and scalable for mm -hmm. the smaller clubs. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, a lot of experience there. I don't know if they're going to make it back this time. Well, that's a bummer because you and I really can't sing and dance. No. You might get further with me singing than you would me dancing. That'd just be me falling over spastically like a electrified scarecrow. Right, that. There's there's some imagery. I don't I don't I can't unsee that. Stop talking. <laughs> so what's the latest rumor mill you've heard lately? Anything good? Nothing good. I mean, you know, like super juicy or whatever that they would, you know, break the internet's type rumors. Because we haven't broken the internet in a while. No, no. After the event, I always had to go over to the office and pay Dave Grimm, who used to be the executive director of NTPA way back in the early years. He was managing the Essex Junction of Vermont Fair. So it took a little more time than normal. And I come out and Vaughn had everything loaded on the trailer, ready to go. I come out and I got one over by my truck and he said, are you going to pay me? I said, Vaughn, how old are you? And he told me how old he was at that time. Oh, God, I didn't realize you're there. You've got a lot of years to learn about that. Here's your check. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a long time, but he awesome. can get excited, you know. Awesome. I can too. Well, we all can. Well, I mean, if you're that's not the way when he said this yeah. at the banquet. I'm going to frame that. He yelled at me more than anybody else. So. <laughs> Should we spend five minutes going through some stuff downstairs? Well, do you, do you think we, I mean, how are we doing on the Wi Fi? Just got back on. Just got back on. But we're recording the whole thing, so yeah. we'll replay this whole video if we got cut out a little bit. So you, Dave, watch, you watch the screen, I'll go get on and there's a few things that are cool. Has it. the screen been has it been lagging or has it been hanging on okay? I think it's gonna be okay. Okay. So I have Dave we'll talk about him? Yeah. You guys turn okay. on talks so all we're bring it can't bring it off. So we're not break. done? Nope, we're gonna so Doug's gonna go get some of the stuff out of your house and we're you're gonna talk about it. Charles Ryan, are there any questions on the screen? Um, there was one that was asked. Um, can any of you in the room there confirm Larry's story about Greer Hamilton kicking him out of the camper? No, no, no. no. Greer Hamilton, what? Kicking Larry. Out. <laughs> 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 that sounds like uh, that's going to have to live stream answer. We'll put that on the paid live stream. I would say that. The worst fight I have ever seen between people, him and his son, and that was at that deal Indiana State oh. Fair okay. in the morning. All right, so yeah. Doug's going down to your basement, Dave. Oh, tell okay. tell everybody what what what's he seeing there? Well, what's in there is the bar. <laughs> And that bar was made out of wood up out of the woods up here by my brother-in-law. And he painted the Toma track on there or uh, carved it in. Oh wow. With that with the green power special number three. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a There's even people in the stands. 
There's even people in the stands. In our John Deere schools, they have a bit. They have the bar. Folks sitting right in, and these folks start getting shown that wood. Yeah, you can't hear you. He carved all that out. There's some John Deere tractors toys. There's my helmet. That was something too. I was just a puller when they mandated helmets. And so I just went over to in the John Deere store and picked up a John Deere snowmobile. Uh, no, just a no. hard hat. Hard hat. First, there was no regulations. Just a hard hat. Charles, <laughs> the hard hat on. Andy yeah. Main was the head tech director, and that just bugged the hell out of him. I said, "Well, what is the spec that I need?" And Didn't have one. Okay. There is my dad's bar. You know, up in the. We'll have down here the price of that dinner someplace. A quarter. Down the bottom. A quarter. Here, Shriers. Half the chickens are. 25 cents. <laughs> That's a deal. Yeah. yeah. But look at this. Whiskey was still expensive then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eat There's the plate. Put a horse pulls it in. Yeah. 50 cents for the whiskey, 25 <laughs> cents for the chicken. <laughs> I would have been in the 30s. He's going pretty fast. No, slow down. Slow down. Doug. He's going to pick out some stuff. Oh, yeah. There's Johnny Cash. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first day I met him when he. <laughs> See how much shorter he is? <laughs> <clears throat> I tried to get him to drive the tractor different times and just couldn't get oh. Charlie Pride was the closest to getting on that tractor once. That would have been legendary. Yeah, we're shaking hands. Yeah. Boy, there were stories about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made movies about him, Dave. There was the first run at Bowling Green with it. Wow. Is that the same picture here? No. Nope. 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 No. This had the roll kit. See, it had a roll guard yeah. on when we got it. Yep. yep. That's another whole story in that lawsuit over rose tipping over toma they had me didn't uh what they call the immigration when they take in the lawyers in so the had a, uh, interrogation room interrogation or? nine hours they had me in, in chicago over that accident Jeez. yeah and one yeah. of the questions was didn't you have a roll guard on your mm -hmm. tractor once yeah. how come you took it well i said who would ever thought a tractor would have turned over right <laughs> yeah that was a Toma. That's a plaque there. That's in Toma. Right? Toma was number three. Yeah. Yep. yeah that's one of the last years you're in. We uh, developed our own water injection system way before there was any. Really? We used yeah. the valve off in the John Deere pressure washer. And we put it right on the throttle because you couldn't put the water on until you got the engine revving good. Or you'd flutter it. And yeah. then you could switch the water on. And then Max oh, Simpson, just the farm place. Yeah. That's Max's place? No, no that's, that's our here, farm here. Oh, okay. That's area over here. Yeah. I see, it looks kind of familiar, like I'm sitting here right yeah. now. So. It's a little greener in the picture. <laughs> yeah. 
every year for a while they'd come by and take a picture, you know, yeah. point to the bottom of about yeah. half a dozen of them. They'd go in different directions. We're having technical difficulties? We had a little bit of Wi-Fi issues, but it seems to be working again now. So Now Ryan's got, you got Roos's attention now. All, all the toys. toys. All the toys. Now there's hundreds of toys here. And in the back room, there's a whole bunch of them still in boxes. <laughs> Skull points are there. Copenhagen Skull points, yeah. Yes. No, about tobacco back then. Yeah. 80s and 90s. I remember going to kids and handing out big old packs of tobacco. And David never smoked. Or chewed. Or chewed. Yeah, that was hard to get rid of, you know, when they had to leave because of the laws. We had so much stuff out there, you know, clothing and hats and everything well, else. And, and people like just kept wearing the stuff. There's like, like cards. trader cards? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Bruce, yeah. did you know that existed? Yep. Yeah. I've never seen any, but uh, I've never seen them in person. But yeah, I knew they existed. We had most of those toys in Ohio. We lived in Ohio for 12 years, okay. seen it all. And in the basement, I had racks up like that. And when we moved back, I boxed all those toys, and they only had seven toys that didn't have a box. <laughs> That's a lot <laughs> now of Now there's maybe more, but there's John Gentis's. No, that's that's an event that Greg put on himself when he left me for a couple of years. His dad talked him into taking this over his printing shop there in Nevada, and Greg had the idea he was going to give it to him. Well, that didn't happen, so Greg came back. The uncle lied. <laughs> he asked me, would you, I always said, I'll never hire somebody back. And he said, would you consider at all hiring me back? I said, when can you be here? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like tomorrow. Yeah. What's that picture? Do you it's an old picture of, of him driving. Yeah. yeah. Is that black top? No, that was no. dirt. That was the... There was a question about that picture on the right-hand side. Were they asking about that? On well, the I think so. The 80 National Transfer Bowling Association. That's the Bowling Green win, right? No, yeah. that's the championship. That's the championship. Okay. But I, I don't know where that event was. 1980. Okay. There's a lot of our toys. Charles, Ryan, anything popping up on the screen, bud? I know we're getting towards the end here, so. Gardner Stones, that's his tractor up and dot. The big question, is this gonna be recreated? Well, there's a lag. Find a little garden tractor with all the mower on it. The 110. <laughs> you won't. That's maybe the most expensive oh, he one down there. Oh, okay. yeah, he's asking about that one. We had to hitch here two years. Yeah, we need to put that back in Doma. We quiet still. We're working on it. Chris, let's get We're that done. Let's get that coming up. So, if anybody's got any pressure on him out there, it's you. So, yeah, yeah get some more sponsor. One of the biggest challenges we had was when we moved. The football field in Toma took the football field off the grounds and built them a new facility 
They fought us. They fought us. We had public oh, hearings. The city, city Hall. Painted it. Oh, jeez. Everybody that played on that football field. Did it never cost the city or the the town, the state, there's, nothing. There's that tractor. Oh, there it is. There it is. That's a collector, huh? Yeah. The original 110. Do you ever have a bunch of grandchildren down there and tell them they can't touch that? No, that'd be bad. We yeah. have Christmas down there. Put up electric fence. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's something about David's voice when he says, don't touch it, they don't. Yep, they don't. Yeah, a bunch of buckles. You'd be super cool when that. Wow. It's nice he thought to do this. Yeah. Good. Yeah. This is so cool. There's some stone wheels. Oh, really? Yeah. We've got two of them in the barn here, 400 and 600. The kids all called. Oh, really? <laughs> of course. They thought it was great. Yeah, yours. Oh, there's the dealership. Yeah. There's our store in Norwalk, our first John Deere Schreier building, and then we built onto that a couple times. We built that in 1972? No. Yeah. 72. 72? They had it down in 74 and then again later. Here's Lloyd Ricky Santa watching me come down the truck to farm, and a whole set of wheelways came off. We worked way late at night to get that tractor ready. And that set of five wheelways come rolling down the track. And Lloyd come over and he said, Looks like a good one. Looks like a good one. <laughs> Did Lloyd ever have a shirt on? Oh, yeah. Because all the videos I've seen him in. Here's Brother Dick. It up. There's little Jason, Jason. that's a, I, that'd be Helen's grandson, my sister's grandson, yeah. and he went with us at that time, and now he's a growing man, you know, that's, and I gave him that trophy that and it's still set. He still got dresser. it? Yeah. That was his brother wiping all the rubber off his face. At yeah, the that one was yeah. yeah. Wrong David looked like a black boy, didn't he? <laughs> There's my sister, but she just passed away. Here is Chris, my brother Dick. Wow. The Green Power Special, right? Yep. Okay. There was at uh, Madison at the Big Dairy Show. The Dairy Expo. Dairy Expo. Every year. Yeah. Uh, that was. Uh, I used to run NASCAR, <clears throat> ran for Copenhagen School when he came. This was my tractors when I was selling tractors. That was a uh, sports headline. And I remember Dolly Parton was in that paper in a few pages. In a few pages. <laughs> we were on the, you were on the cover? Yeah. yeah. That's my office in Columbus. No windows. No, <laughs> really? No windows. I didn't want a window. I didn't want to be able to look outside. <laughs> you locked up. That's one of the. I got so many plaques from Holland. Attended the event over there several okay. times in Rotterdam. And the president of the 
the European directors, he started the same time I did over here. Okay. As president over Jan Bettenhaus. Did one of those say Nurburgring on it? I think so. Yeah. That first one did, I think. Over on the other wall by the. That Holy crap. That's cool. That's something we need to dig into a little more, Charles. Yeah. Doug, go back downstairs to the right. Where to? The floor. Turn to the right some more. The floor where I told it not to go into. Turn around. Go into the room you're not supposed to go into. There's a door there. Really? Go through. Along no. the wall with all the pictures on, but it's the end of the wall. To turn there you're coming. Keep coming. <laughs> Keep coming. Keep coming. Oh, there, right there, Doug. Yeah, go up a little higher. There's where we won our first trophy at Toma. We won the full of Toma. There's a picture of the tractor. Ray, go up higher on the wall now. She's the Oldsmobile shifter woman. Yep. Whatever they call her. Walk <laughs> one more. Oh, right there. There's Dolly. Now, who's that? Christine, who is that? Linda Vaughn. She was the shifter girl for the shifter girl. Linda Vaughn. Okay. Have you ever heard of her? No. No? Oh, this is uh, showing Vegas. Anyway, she wrote in that poster, shift this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the collection right there. This is the one he talked about. He's on the front page, yep. and Dolly Parton's in the middle. Nice. <laughs> and this is Tammy Wynette. Okay. Her husband. Wow. It's a so we were very popular at Toma. We go there hold up. with beer. So cool. Yeah. Charles, you'd have friends too if you had free beer, buddy. Yeah, no kidding. We all would. We all would. There, there. The trophies going upstairs. I've been able to just tour a fair. And the Gatlin brothers were here. We had booked the Gatlin brothers, and she had had a show across the night before. So she stopped here with her bus and she told somebody she'd just like to tour Ferris. So I took our golf cart, electric, and got her in. And her husband and Jimmy J were riding on the back, whatever. I get way up in the dark end of the grounds by the beer tent and the cart quit. Run <laughs> <laughs> out of power. So here they are pushing me straight down and I said, no. To Tammy, I said, I can't even say I run out of gas. <laughs> Mark Elmer uh, yeah. chimed in. What's the saying? 400 and some trophies. If Esden, just wondering, he's wondering if as oh, hang on, comments coming in. Just right. wondering if Esden asked you if he could marry him, marry Kim. Thanks for a great show. Take me down memory. Yeah. <laughs> I, says, my wife says if I buy. One more John Deere. She's leaving. She's leaving. <laughs> so Mark so Mark Mark Olmer has been watching tonight. Oh, has he? Then uh did did Esden ask you when you proposed? Did he ask me? No, 
when I told him. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Hey, Cap, you said you'd say buy one more. I know. Job. I know. Yeah. Charles, you got to it. There it is. He's watching. Well, I hope so. Yeah. We're going to go to his house one these days. So. Mark Haldenhauser's. Is he? Yep. We were talking. Okay. We've been talking about it. Well, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> this has been awesome. Thank you, everybody, for watching tonight. We're going to have this. all day. We don't know anything to talk about. <laughs> no, I, I think almost at two hours. Charles, um, kick us off, and you guys wrap it up, okay? Can do. All right. Good night, guys. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thank you, guys. Well, I don't know what else we that got. Was an that was an interesting trip down memory lane. Was, was. Glad we were able to get to spend time with him. You know, he doesn't grant a whole lot of interviews. Um, it's not often you get to hear hear what he has to say or even, you know, hear, hear the story right from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So um, kudos to Jason for setting that up with Dave. I don't have a whole lot more. I know it's getting late, at least for me anyway. Same. Don't know who we have for next week yet. Uh, TBD, so stay tuned for what next Monday's Let's Go Pulling Live will uh, look like. Um, any final thoughts from you? Yeah, do us a favor. For those of you who are still watching, I want you to send either Charles or me, I don't care who, um, send us a message on Messenger. Tell us who you want to hear from. Yeah. If you could sit down and have a beer or an ice cream or dinner with any puller who's alive, obviously, um, let us know who that is. Because content, I mean, you know, that's content. That's, that's somewhere if somebody says, I really want to talk to... Matt Dirksen, since he, you know, he and his dad came down, uh, you know, from Ontario and, uh, well, I guess bruised a few uh, light pro egos. Sorry, Forrester family. Um, uh, this weekend in Keystone. We want to talk to him. Okay. Maybe we can make that happen. But if we don't know that you want to hear from him, we might go for old standbys. So help us broaden our horizons. Send us a send us a note. You all know how to get a hold of us. We're pretty easy yep. to find. Yeah, um, most hell half of you have our cell phone numbers anyway. Just text us, yeah. email us, call us, whatever. Tell us who you want to talk to. And Dirksen, if you're watching, congrats, buddy. And we're coming for you. We will have you on the show at some point in time. Yeah, it's a, it's a fair point. I mean, the the whatever five or six of us that are regularly on the show, we're bringing we're bringing our Rolodex to the program people that we know and people maybe we want to talk to or that we're comfortable talking to. And that is for the six of us, it's still only six degrees of separation. That's a pretty narrow band. There's a lot of people out there in this sport with interesting stories to tell. Maybe we should be telling them, but we just don't know about it. And we may need your help in getting to them. 
Yes. So if you, I mean, if it's somebody, you know, I guarantee you within an hour or two, we'll have a message that says, we want Rob Russell, because that's, I, I've heard that probably yeah. 30 times over the past two years when I've asked that question. Oh, we want to hear from Rob Russell. We're working on it. Yes. But if you give us a name from somebody in, who pulls, who's pulled Mid-South for a thousand years, and we don't know that person or we don't know him well, look us up. Yep. Give us a phone number, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We, we can do a little bit of legwork. And, you know, there's lots and lots, like Charles said, there's lots and lots of great stories out there. And we want to tell them. But you guys know the stories, some of those stories, or you know rumors of stories better than we do in some cases. Because we have our own sandboxes. Yeah. As much as we want to cover the world, we you know, we are limited. I'm only one person. I can only get to so many events. And the same goes for, for Ryan or Cody or Paul yep. or Jason or Doug or anybody else. So, Yep. Or, or just send us some discussion topics. If you don't have somebody that you would that you'd really like to know more about, but you've got a question out there, hit us. Um, for the record, do not send us why hasn't light limited superstock solidified the rules. We're not <laughs> going to take that. We're not going to take that question because we're not stupid. <laughs> Uh, Come on, I had to. Th- I had to throw something in there, but you know that I'm sidetrack show has been done about six times. Oh yes, I know. I've listened to several of them, <laughs> um, and you guys can too. By the way, I don't know if you guys know this, um, but Charles and Andrew, when Andrew was still alive, they did a hell of a, a podcast. It was nothing like what you see here, or very little like what you see here. Um, but there's so probably, I probably couldn't get away with today. Uh-huh. Yes, that. Yeah. Um, but there were probably, I don't know, there's got to be three years worth of stuff there, right? Yeah. Yeah, about that. Yeah. It's on. 30 it's episodes? On, it's on iTunes or whatever they call themselves now, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can find it. Or just go out to sidetrackproductionsinc.com, I think. Yeah, it's on there too. Yeah. And they're all there. I will tell you that the interviews with um, Tom Hartzell are some of the greatest interviews that I've heard those two do ever. And you owe it to yourselves to go and listen to them because that's the voice of pulling that Andrew and Charles and I grew up with. Yeah. That was, that was a fun day. Tom, Tom came and did that. He, it wasn't over the phone. He was there with us to do that. And then, uh, he took us to lunch over our protests. I've listened to that. I, I can't tell you how many times I've listened to that podcast. There's there's so many great stories out of that. Tom was such a great storyteller. He still is a great storyteller. Still is a great storyteller. Yeah. Can we get him on? You have oh, the yeah. connection? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we. we I want to hear Tom. what happens when the, I want to hear what happens when the smoke goes from white to gray to black. <laughs> I just, I have to hear that one more time. So that we can capture it on audio. Okay. Yep. I, 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 would, get, love I, get get, I would love to have the chance because I've never met him. Oh ever. no. No, I've never met him. Great. He's he's every he's they you know they say never meet your heroes. He's one you definitely want to meet. 
He's everything you picture in your mind that he would be. I just, I know he was the voice behind the mic for all the years where I went pulling, where I developed the love of the sport. What I would love to do is get the chance to do a show with him. Mm. And I know he, that's, it's tougher these days because he's so busy with the, the, uh, pavement sprint car series, but, uh, that he, that he bought, but, um, yeah, that would be, that'd be special. Uh, we did get our first suggestion already. I've got, uh, I've got a few, my, my screen is shut up. Mine, up. mine came in first. Shut <laughs> up. Warren Rob. Yep. I've met Warren at PRI a few years ago. He'd be a good one. Warren, if I remember correctly, has a standing offer to drive the remedy any uh, anytime he damn well pleases. He does. He does. Although right now, if he wanted to do it, he would have to sit in the cage and make the tractor noises. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of Flintstones power right now. Yes, Flintstones power. Some assembly required. You know, whatever. Yeah. But no, keep the suggestions coming, please. Amanda Stern, I saw that you sent me a message. I haven't gotten to it yet, but um, would love to start doing a little bit more of this at your direction. Um, for those of you who are watching. So tell us who you want us to talk to. Yeah, there's there's some, even in the comments, there's some good ones that uh, have been on my personal short list as well. So Ooh, let me look at the comments quick. I mean, we got Roland Barr, Danny Dean, Johnny Mello. Jeez. Yeah. We need to get a Masterson. Yep. Somewhere, I actually think I've got Johnny Mello's number. So, um, I don't know who Tractor Pulling Fan is, but uh, Sherry Schaefer, if by some for some reason you are watching, call me because that would be really cool. That's and yeah. that's someone I never even thought about asking. Yep, she would be. A I'll good bet one. she'd do it. I'll bet she'd do it too. I, I do too. Yeah. Let's see. Who else is in there? John Link. That'd be a good one. Yep. Could we get Tim Engler, you think? I don't know him. I've never met him. I've never met him either. I know he's incredibly busy, but, uh, yeah, he's one I would love to hear from. Uh, Suggestions made Dave Banter as well. Yep. Would would be great to talk to. Um, I got a message from someone – Saying Jerry Lagarde, which would be tough to pull off, I think, but that would be a really good interview as well. I would probably nerd out on that one. Yeah, I a whole lot. I guess in in, in league with Jerry, like I, I I really wish Max Simpson was still with us because that would have been. I, I did get to talk to Max a small handful of time and times, and boy, that was good. The only um, the only experience I have with Max Simpson is. Um, the stories that my friend Ron Brinkman has told me, and I know you know uh, Ron well too. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. All right. Well, now that we've got the, we put the bug in your ears. Um, y'all know how to get a hold of us. So shoot us a message. Tell us who you'd like to. You know who you'd like us to talk to, and if it's more than one message, if it's a you know kind of a steady stream of consciousness. We will probably cut you off and say, stop and take a breath. 
but told, it would be it, it really would be good for us i mean it's something that we've wanted to do kind of to have this bank of 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 people um that we could pull in i'm told that a Mark certain test, uh, red super driver can be made to happen i'm going to keep that you you just guess who it is and we'll figure that one out um it's also been requested that we get jason's dad on the on the show yeah I'll do that under one premise. Jason is muted the whole time and he has to watch and listen. <laughs> on camera. Come on, folks, t- tell me that wouldn't be the greatest show ever. We get, Mike, uh, we get Mike to start talking trash. And... <laughs> <laughs> folks, mm. we're going to do that. I, I guarantee you we will do that. But anyway... Um, I think we've probably uh, belabored the point enough. Get at us. Tell us who you want us to talk to. So, any words of wisdom for you? No, just uh, keep your stick on the ice. There you go. Uh, actually, I have I have one. Um, also, if you're going to Meekum for the Gone Farming auction on Friday, or if you're going to be at the Almond Pre-20s, or, uh, sorry, pre-30s auction preview on Saturday. Holler at me, would you? Would uh, would love to uh, chat. I'm going to be there both places um, this Friday and Saturday. So would love to meet up with some of you if you're around. Um, might put you on camera. Uh, this is more for the tractor zoom kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, tractor nerds are tractor nerds in any language. So... Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all I got. All right. Uh, Chandler, I can see you, but the rest can't. Are you going to close it down or you want me to? You want me to do it? You're going to do it. All right. Thank you, sir. Chandler's going to take us out. Have a great week, everybody. See you. Later on.